welcome to Expounded Universe, Special Edition 2, Episode 4, The Titular Line. The book, Galaxy of Fear, Eaten Alive, by John Whitman. The year, 1997, chapters 13 through 16, with your hosts Jeff and John. Let's go! Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast that this is. I'm Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my faithful companion, John. That's right, your faithful companion. Always there to, I don't know, catch a duck after you shoot it in a swamp somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Whenever I just put my hand out, downward facing at a certain height, within three or four seconds, your head's in there. It just pops right up. <laughs> Like a faithful wolfhound by your seat as you drink brandy at the fireplace. Oh, man. I want to do that just once in my life. I'll have to, like, get a, a, a room at a ski lodge or something just so I can sit at a big fire in front in front of a big fire in a big chair and have a dog under my hand. Oh, hell yeah. Like, that's one of those things where anytime I see, like, some ridiculous themed hotel places where they're like oh here's an entire room that's like two stories and it's all themed around like hunting lodge and it's got all the classic dumb nonsense in it i'm like yes yes please <laughs> give me but that the, my problem is i would just be using it for the photo op and i would also have to borrow someone's irish wolfhound <laughs> which i mean Unless, i want to borrow someone's irish wolfhound anyway yeah or maybe the hotel comes with one Hey, you provided everything else in this room. You got a wolfhound for a guy? Absolutely, sir. He just, like, reaches underneath the desk of the the concierge station and pulls a big-ass dog out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we keep these in a kennel under my desk. (laughs) I love those places because they also have things where they're like, here's the Flintstones suite where everything is caveman-themed. I'm like, yes. I want the dumbest room possible. Why isn't every hotel this? I remember when you came into a a, a, a solid four thousand of dollars, and we were just trying to research the goofy themed hotel rooms of Las Vegas for a while. Oh yeah, just finding the suites that you can't like get online that you have to specifically call and reserve because you are a rich person. Yeah, and we were like, well, what's the best possible way to waste John's $4,000? And ultimately, the answer was, you know, to keep John alive. That's just That's a, a waste of $4,000. Total, total waste of time and money. Uh, we should have gone to Vegas. Obviously, when we, when we could have. That's what we did. We missed the opportunity to go get the, like, Napoleon suite at the Venetian or something. Yeah, the problem I kept running into is that my interests in goofy theme things do not align with what rich people routinely expect. Yeah, well. And so every time we look at a room, it'd be like, "Um, yes, this room has extraordinary amounts of mahogany used in every bit of the chairs. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I want dumb shit all over the room. That's what I want. Yeah, what I want is for it to look like the set of blank check, okay? That's what I need. Exactly. 
Yeah, any movie where a dumb a dumb person becomes a rich person and then fills their house with shit. Uh, big would also work, or Richie Rich. Any of the that's what I want. I want dumb poor person's idea of luxury living. Yes, that's what I Bar- need. Barring that, I would have been willing to settle for a Guy Fieri themed suite. <laughs> Just God damn, that would be good. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was wondering why you went all pause on me, and it's because you agreed. Oh man, <laughs> just hot and cold running barbecue sauce, or one's barbecue sauce, the other is donkey sauce. Non-working electric guitars stapled to the walls everywhere. Just a whole bunch of that spray-painted stencil of his weird face. I mean, I love the guy. He's a good guy who does a lot of good work for charity and is always a good person. But his kitsch aesthetic is garbage, and I want to live in it for a weekend. I love it. And I just want piles of loose meat to be placed around the entire apartment. <laughs> Basically, I don't even want it based on Guy Fieri. I want it based on that fake menu that was floating around <laughs> the internet a few years ago. Yes. <laughs> we deep fry 15 pounds of loose pork fillings. <laughs> load them in a football and throw it at your head. Uh, missed opportunities. Poor Missed COVID. opportunities. Yeah, yeah. COVID has ruined things. Also, our decision, your decision, rather, to not just immediately dump your $4,000 on an extravagant vacation for two dudes. Yes, to not immediately spend at least half of my $4,000 on you. <laughs> I didn't have to spend anything on me. I would just also be in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think of it as spending $4,000 on yourself. And then I'm also there. (laughs) And then also, Jeff's here. I mean, that's pretty much most of your life anyway, right? Yeah, pretty much. I'm doing my thing, and also, Jeff's here. Exactly. That's what this whole show is. Actually, this one's mine, but several of our shows, that's what they are. (laughs) All right. right, Chapter 13, fine. Uh, We pick uh, up right where we left off. Yep. Tash had just escaped from some dirt slurping and zine. Mm-hmm. And uh, poor DV got left behind, and she went looking for help, and uh, oh no, the village is empty. Everyone in town is gone. And she is completely freaked out about this, but as she tries to get her bearings and investigate what's going on throughout the town, she locates a scene of a potential crime. Uh. Why, there's a board here. Some sort of meter-long board with sticky parts and engines on the bottom. And wait a minute. Could this be my brother's skim board that I am intimately familiar with? And why am I spending all this time breaking it down to first elements? I mean, it's interesting. I do like that she found it near the Light Runner because she was like, maybe I'll just fuck off. Like, maybe I just take this ship and leave. Just go sit in the ship until, you know, other people show up or don't. I mean, that would have been at least kind of smart, but she was like, oh, I want to fly this thing out of here. Too bad I'm just a pretend pilot and not an actual pilot. <laughs> Maybe that's what she was planning to do. She was just going to head into the cockpit, grab a seat, and pretend to blow up the Death Star again. Uh... Instead, as she looks at the skimboard, she notices that it is basically the scene of an obvious crime, because in addition to the skimboard being there... There's also a bunch of broken glass and dead eels on the ground. Which, how did, how did that happen? When we saw that 
uh, Zach got taken. It was just, oh, he was fine, and then he got taken. Like, there wasn't a huge struggle. It's not like we got Zach kicking over a bowl full of eels. I mean, what basically happened was a shadow appears over the crashed Zach, and, and Smata's like, ah, now I've got you, boy. And then Ganks grabbed him, and that was the end of that chapter, because they had to cut to another dramatic cliffhanger. Uh, so we don't know exactly what happened. Presumably... He got in a little tantrum fight and kicked Smata's eel bowl over. I mean, I guess it just, well, whatever, fuck it. It don't matter. It's fine. I mean, it's not like it would have been better to just say, ah, and look, they're gank prints. Well, the problem with that is that this planet seems to eat footprints. It's true. Like, not just eat, eat, eat we, we know the planet's alive and it eats people, right? It's Death Planet, the planet that eats people. But it seems to also just capriciously eat footprints without anybody noticing. Well, yeah, because, you know, much like any living being, it can just smooth its skin out at will. Mm, yeah, that's true. I can do that. I do it, you know, if I, like, get out of the pool and just wait for a while. Yeah, that's that's how that works. That's how that works. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, obviously Smata has kidnapped my brother, and I, and I alone, must rescue him. Well, I mean, it has to be her alone, given that no one else is there. Right. But her plan is more or less to go to Smata's palace and yell at him. I mean, yeah. It's a shitty plan, but at least if you're Tash, you might think... Well, you know, everyone else is missing, so it's either Smata's behind all of it, or Smata's also missing, and I'll just go see. That's fair, yeah. So she makes her way off into the forest, and uh, sure enough, Smata's palace is out here. It's just two stone tower things, which, because she is, I forget, what, 13 or 14 years old, they have to describe them as looking like two giants looming over the forest floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they uh, say there's two towers of ugly brown stone. I'm like, that doesn't seem like two giants. That's two big old turds. <laughs> that would have been pretty great if that was their identification. From a distance, they looked like giant misshapen turds. Looming over the forest floor like so much poop. <laughs> and even as you got closer, birds were circling them. From this distance, they looked like flies. Flies that wanted to land on and touch in poop. Because, as we all know, flies eat poop. <laughs> Goddamn monster movie. <laughs> uh, go listen to Movie Mastery. I like that people were mad at us for that episode. <laughs> like, we didn't do it. Yeah, the, I didn't make the movie, I just watched it. The core premise of Movie Mastery is our only defense. Yeah. We don't get to pick this. Someone else did. Yeah, lay that that blame elsewhere. It's not our fault we watched a poop movie. <laughs> it is my fault that I watched three more poop movies later that day. Obviously. I had gotten a taste for it. <laughs> the great, great taste of diet poop. Oh. And uh, and so, <laughs> anyway, she makes her way to Smata's Palace. Yeah, now, yeah. it is almost dark by the time she gets here, which is weird considering she's only been, you know, awake in the morning for a few hours. So something is also up rotationally with the planet, I suppose. 
Yeah, that's something that's weird to me because it's going to be a running theme throughout this this set of chapters that there's they keep suggesting that the planet's rotation must have increased. And I keep thinking, well, hold on, hold on. This is a an, a planet that eats people, not a solar system that eats people. All it has to do is just fly away from its sun a little bit to make it darker. Yeah, but, you know, if it did that, then it'd also be, I don't know, colder. <laughs> I mean, it does create the question of, does this planet require its sun to also move when it does? Like, when... When uh, it, it shows up 15 minutes too early in the hyperspace schedule, is the sun also 15 minutes too early? How are they doing that? Man, any time that there is a planet that moves around, the questions for, wait, hold on, <laughs> how do you do yeah. that, are always just a hand waved with, oh, I didn't think about it, don't worry. Yeah, suns are just things that are in the sky. Ba- basically, this whole thing is written from like a uh, a, a Terra-centric perspective of the of cosmology <laughs> so she goes into smada's palace and for whatever reason we pretty much skip over this part and and just cut to her standing in smada's throne room with like six ganks in there too well yeah it's what happened oh she went up and knocked and they let her in there was no like ooh, i've got to try and recon this place she just goes to the door and is like knock knock hi i'd like to see the hut of the house <laughs> And, you know, one of the ganks is like, oh, shoot, well, come on in. Ordinarily, we'd have a Bib Fortuna come out and greet you, but uh, Smata had to leave in a hurry, and he left his Bib Fortuna on Narshada. <laughs> so you could just walk right up and talk to him. It's cool. We're we're not very formal here. <laughs> we we like to keep it nice and loose here. But but do me a favor. Please do take off your shoes when coming into the palace. We just had the carpets re- refinished. <laughs> Uh, and wouldn't you know it, there, next to Smata in a little cage, is indeed Zack. Zack is obviously woozy, seems like he's been having some trouble ever since his crash, uh, but he is still just sort of idly yelling random stuff at Smata. Just like, I'll get you, you worm. <laughs> Smata's like, hey man, do you think I haven't heard worm as an insult already? I don't even know what a worm is. As far as I know, worms are just small me's. <laughs> and that doesn't bother me. You're going to have to work harder on the insult. You know, when my people insult people, it's for being quadrupeds. We, uh. You know, up yours is basically what I'm getting from this. <laughs> it's a it's a compliment, buddy. Uh, now, apparently, I guess Smata's whole plan was I'm going to kidnap Zack so that he tells me where Hool is. And then he's like, Tash, tell me where Hool is. She's like, I don't fucking know. No one knows where Hool is. Well, fine. Give me your underwear because something is going to lead to profit. <laughs> but no, he's just cackling. He's just like, ha ha. Now I have you both. And uh-huh. both of you. Now Hool will have to work for me and I'll have my million credit Shido. Oh, yeah. I love that he's just like, oh, Hool's Shido powers will make me millions. I'm like, there's an entire race of Shido. Get a different one, you dingus. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure why he's so hell-bent on... Uh, we, we've talked about this on a number of occasions now. Why this guy gives so much of a shit about getting Hool into his arsenal. Yeah, I mean, I am certain that there is a Shido out there who's like, yes, I am willing to work for a hut for money. That would be neat. But instead, he is just hell-bent on getting Hool. And even when... 
Tash is like, hey, uh, you do realize that everyone has disappeared except for y'all? Like, not only do I not it's know great. where Hool is, but also Hool might just have been swallowed by the ground. And he's just like, nah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, she's like, everyone in town is gone. I didn't like anyone in town. The Enzine are evil and are planning to capture and kill all of us. I never really liked the Enzine. Uh, they beat up my droid. I didn't really want your droid. <laughs> I just want my million credit Shido. Ma- uh, hool. Bring me that sweet Hool meat. Yes. I love that she's like, look, the uh, the Enzine are going to kill us. And he's like, well, I'll kill you. Like, that's not the... You, you're not getting it my dude yeah exactly like he she tries forever to convince him that the planet is eating people that uh that the enzine are evil that it, it, and he's just keeps going like well get me that hool then get me some of that sweet hool i crave hool yeah i want hooli in the blowfish <laughs> uh and eventually he's like well okay fine i will kill you actually hold on Tell me where Hool is, or I'll kill your brother. And, you know, at that point, Tash is just kind of like, all right, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Because I don't know. And if I say, oh, yeah, he's over somewhere else, they'll go verify it, and then I'll die anyway. (laughs) Where's Hool? Uh, He's in the woods. Yeah, be like oh he told us he was going into the jungle and we should wait in town mm-hmm. Ta-da! <laughs> oh he died he did he did yeah he died it was really sad yeah can i go you can have my brother <laughs> i don't even care anymore <laughs> i don't care about your brother either all i want is that sweet hool <laughs> you're obsessed with getting up in that hole mm-hmm yeah, he craves to, he just wants to get all up in that hool and jump around in there. <laughs> swim around in that hool. Uh, well, anyway, that's when a loud noise happens. Go the swimming hool. <laughs> well, this is when a loud noise happens. Oh uh, my goodness. Everyone all is of, so scared and deafened by a loud roar. What could it be? But it turns out that Tash has heard that roar before. Why, it's the roar of a crate dragon, a juvenile, she, she, if she's not mistaken. Yes, indeed. Why, DV managed to survive getting the shit kicked out of him by the Enzine, apparently. And mm-hmm. here he is with a fully functioning recording of a crate dragon again. I would have figured he'd have a few more recordings online, you know, but no, we're doing crate dragon. I guess. So, loud. Loud dragon roar, which startles everybody for a minute or two. Uh, but really, all he does is come in and kick the skimboard over to to uh, Tash. Well, I mean, it's it's helpful because Smata had to cover his ears, which means he dropped the blaster and Zack. Right, right. Well, in any event, what the, the, in the ensuing confusion and chaos, uh, Tash manages to start up the skimboard and get Zack on board it with her. Yep. He's still and, all woozy and tired, but he's well, he's able to get up on the skimboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it shoots up three meters into the air, and she's like, wait, what the fuck is this? Can't we fly lower? And he's like, ha ha, no, this is the lowest setting. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I love that he's still a little shit even in this this situation, where, she, where she's like, what? Why are we? 
we're like 10 feet up. Why are we 10 feet up? And he's like, ah, I, I totally modded the thing so it goes crazy high. Yeah. Yeah, I That's get crazy help- high. That's not helpful in this situation, you little delinquent. <laughs> <laughs> Bite it, old man. You'll never understand my music. The future I'm- is now, old man. <laughs> I'm I'm two years older than you, and I'm your sister. <laughs> yeah. How's it feel to be almost dead? <laughs> uh, so now Smod is just like, all right, well, fucking shoot him. And right. we get the same thing that happened with good old Beebity Bo. Aw, I miss Bebo. Aw, Bebo. He's up at that great belly button beach in the sky. He He's hanging out with every other pop culture character named Bebo. That blue furry toy from the legends of tomorrow series indeed and that monster that they killed as a one-off joke on one ep- on the morty's mind blowers episode of rick and morty <laughs> and as john mentioned a hippopotamus's belly button as said by a baby hippopotamus indeed. and that's all the bebos there is that's all the bebos we got them all together and they're here for your entertainment mm-hmm so <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, except for the the hit anime series Cowboy Bebo. <laughs> ah, yes, Cowboy it Bebo. Yeah, it's one of the it's it's one of the best. Obviously, when most people say they never watch anime, they usually mean I don't watch anime except for Cowboy Bebo. True. It's so jazzy. Okay, well they <laughs> escape, just, right? <laughs> I'm just replacing everything with Bebo in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, Dragon Bebo Z. <laughs> You know, the Ninja Turtles arch nemeses, Rocksteady and Bebo. <laughs> uh, all right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're okay. Done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done Beboing around. <laughs> they escape. They they get on the skimboard, turn it on, start flying out of there. And they're like, wait a minute. Shit, we have to rescue that droid. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry about me. I like getting my ass kicked, it turns out. <laughs> I'm really into it. Come here, ganks, kick my ass and stuff me in a sack. Also, you have to take a shit in the sack. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the... This, uh, I think this droid just likes us putting him in a bag and taking a shit on him. How dare you? <laughs> how dare we, How dare I steal from the UCB? <laughs> I come out here to crack the wand with you guys. <laughs> I just need you to pick, beat me up and take a dump on me. No, we're not doing that again. <laughs> All right, they escape. They get. They convince Bebo to or Bebo. They convince DV to. <laughs> they convince DV, henceforth referred to as Bebo, to grab onto the bottom of the skimboard and ride out with them. He's just going to hang from the bottom. And yes, he's getting blasted by overpowered repulsors. But fuck him. He's a droid, and he's into that shit. Yeah, I like that. For some reason, the repulsors are powerful enough to shoot up 10 feet and keep you there and yet if a mostly broken down droid grabs on he's just like yeah this is fine i mean come on we it's just like how the planet can make itself dark regardless of the fact that that's a sun thing it's fine if the droid's like exactly between the two vector ports of the various turbo uh uplifters on the bottom of this thing right right sure, it's okay whatever. who cares Ugh. 
Anyway, ganks are shooting at them, and they keep missing. Oh, those missing ganks. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, finally Smata figures out kind of what is going on. He's like, all right, I get it. We can't shoot you. The same shit that happened with Bebo is happening with you. However, I can shoot the skimboard. It's interesting to me that he didn't just shoot the droid. I mean, the, the droid is farther away from the amulet than the skimboard. Well, yeah, but that doesn't stop the kids from getting away, and he doesn't give a shit about the droid. That's true. That's true. So he preps himself up, and he shoots uh, <laughs> He shoots the skimboard out from under them, and they come crashing down to the ground, and they're outside now. And there's a problem that they're running into. Oh, yeah. It's pitch dark. Yep, it is actually straight up just like midnight, so it has gone from morning to dead of night within about three hours, four hours, and Mm -hmm. as they fall to the ground, oh no, Zack starts freaking out. Oh, help me! Help, he says. He, He feels something touch him. Something in the darkness reaches out and grabs at him, and he's like, oh no, something's getting me, which is weird because given what we know about, especially what we're about to learn about how this planet actually eats things, it it doesn't reach out and grab you, it just sort of portable holds you. Yeah, which is, it's strange, I guess maybe like his foot just got caught in a hole or something, because as soon as she reaches out and touches him, it immediately stops trying to get him, which I still don't understand what it is that would stop a hole from opening up underneath you with this fucking pendant. Like, I understand the whole, oh, it's a little mini deflector shield, so blaster bolts can't hit you. Okay, and also, I guess, a very thin shield so that you're, like, walking on shielding rather than the dirt so the Earth, like, the planet doesn't know you're there. Also okay, but just touching a dude and, like, now it won't eat you? It feels strange. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I don't know exactly. It must be projecting a little field around it that that makes it so that you're not noticed by the planet. Like, the planet is blind to things that are in the field. I guess. In any event, there are more blaster bolts coming at them. They kind of turn... They start discussing what they should do. For some reason, Zack is obsessed with like, well, hang on. If you give me light, I could just fix the skimboard. Yeah, you know, I'll just uh, hang out here with a flashlight on a skimboard and I'll fix it instead of leaving. I mean, yes, obviously we're still in Smata's yard, but it's fine. He won't come look for us or anything. Come on, it's just Smata. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he shot the skimboard while we were still in his house and we just landed outside. So we are maybe a few yards away from his door, but you know, let's just chill here. I'll yeah. get, I'll get out my kit. Well, the first thing that, that Tash tries to do is order uh DV to start looking around in infrared because obviously DV has got droid eyes so he can, he can look around in, in various spectrums of light. So she's like, tell me, DV, what do your droid eyes see? And he's like, I don't know. I got I, I got all the good shit from my eyes kicked out of me by the enzyme. <laughs> yeah, I got my head kicked in. I have no more infrared. Sorry. I, I only have, have regular. <laughs> I have one flashlight. I have regular vision and one little flashlight that falls out of my head. And, and that I'm going to give to Zach so he can fix the skin board. Uh. But 
you know, Tash isn't giving up. She's like, no, we we should be running. DV, can you run? Nah. Nah, you just leave me behind. I'm good. <laughs> nah, but I can amble. I can I can amble along if you need. I can I mean, mosey. You should leave me behind because those ganks look like they got big, nasty feet, and they're going to use them to the greatest effect possible on me. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's not quite the biggest, nastiest feet we've seen, but, you know, it should be fine. Look, I already I already used my entire database to memorize two sounds. One of them is a great dragon. The other one is the mating call of a whiphead who wants to step on things. <laughs> I'm working on it. Oh. Uh, okay, so, you know, it doesn't matter. He, he pulls a little flashlight out of his head, gives it to Zack, who starts finishing the skimboard or whatever. It, it doesn't matter, because immediately they're caught by a beam of light, which is just Smata's hover barge's spotlights. Yeah, he's like, hey, uh, why didn't you guys move? <laughs> okay, ganks, go get them. Yeah, so the, so one gank is like, fine, I'll just go pick them up. So the gank starts walking over there, and then right in front of everybody, right, obviously, as he's walking along, he just screams and vanishes. Aye! And he's gone. And they try to whirl around to see what happened, but there's nothing left. There's absolutely zero evidence that there was ever a gank there at all. And it's hard to say for sure, because in this kind of lighting condition, anything could have happened to him. But anyway, another gank heads, starts walking over. And this one, when the hole opens up underneath him, because that's how the planet eats people, uh, he sticks his arms out and manages to catch the sides of the hole. Yeah, I like that this is the first person that apparently has managed to not just fall into a hole that opens beneath them. Yeah, you'd think the planet would, you know, planet things on a planetary-sized scale. It doesn't need to be like, well, I'll open up a manhole-cover-sized hole. Just fucking go big, man. Open a swimming pool under the guy. What are you wasting time for? <laughs> uh, but when yeah. I'm eating french fries, I don't open my mouth to the width of one french fry. Oh, you don't? I do. It's great. <laughs> that would look weird. And it does. And it does look weird when John's eating french fries. He's always just like... Mm. Ooh, a slurp i just start slurping the fries yeah john has a tendency to bury his french fries about three inches under loose soil and then slurp them up with his tongue it's uh it's just a thing i do yeah it's a thing it's definitely a thing he does it is definitely for sure a real thing that i do it's weird because he had, he didn't get the idea from this book neither of us have read this before yeah I'm just amazed. I feel like someone is really gets me out there. I feel <laughs> someone seen. Someone understands you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the second gank doesn't quite get sucked all the way down. Uh, the hole starts closing up around him, and other ganks run over to help, and they're yell you're yanking on him, and he's like, it's eating me. I'm being eaten alive down here. I feel my body being bit below. And right after he says that, it just exerts an incredible suction force on him and just pops him underground. Yeah, I mean, this is all just so we can get the horrible terror scene of someone being like, hey, uh, you can't see what's going on in the bottom half of my body, but rest assured, it's real bad and nasty. And then he just gets slowly sucked down in there until mm -hmm. all that's like left is a hand sticking up, and then that gets sucked down too. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> at this point... The other ganks are, for whatever reason, are still wholly dedicated to going and getting this kid. So, oh no, they, they aren't. Well, That's no, when they freak one, out. Is this it? I thought there was one more who had to die. I, well, 
in in that case, what happens instead is they all are like, holy shit, this isn't good. None of us want to get eaten by the ground. So they just immediately are like, well, how can we get to safety? We'll get on that hut hover barge. Where's the nearest not, t- not ground area? Ah, yes, yeah. a hovering barge. Yeah, and so they all start charging over there. But even as they're charging, one by one, they're vanishing into the earth. And when they get to the barge, it's not like Smat is excited about that. So he's trying to knock them away from him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a huge hut. So he just, like, tail slaps a bunch of them off. And every time one falls off the barge, it's just, swoop, down the hole you go. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... uh. That's pretty much where we ended up with uh, with most of the ganks gone. Only one of them managed to make it onto the sail barge and not get knocked off by, by Smata. So he's sitting up there feared I mean, that, that things are going to go worse for him. Yeah, at this point, Smata's just super pissed and is yelling at the top of his voice, What is this? And, you know, mm-hmm. all that yeah, does actually- is get some enzyme here. Yeah, he actually lifts himself up to his maximum possible height. So they say he's like three meters off the ground, uh, off his sail barge even, just roaring at the top of his lungs like, What? Uh, yeah. Here? In my seat of power? <laughs> at this time of day? <laughs> at this time of year? Uh. And then, yeah, Enzine come out of the out of the forest. Yeah, we get about 20 Enzine just with some lanterns and just sauntering along like do to do to do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, and they, they don't care at all either. No, they don't give a shit. And Smod is like, Chewed, what the balls is going on? Yeah. And Chewed's like, uh, come on, man. Haven't you figured this shit out yet? It's very obvious. We don't really care what's going on with you assholes, but you have fucked shit up for us. And we're not thrilled about that. Yeah. Samata's just like, I know, this is this is, a, this is a beast. It's under the ground, and it digs around. It's a big mole beast, and it, it attacks you, and it pulls you down. Where is your beast? And they're like, we don't have a beast. It's the whole ass planet that eats you. Do you it's not just, get it? The planet yeah. is devouring. The, you see, the planet is devouring. You... God damn it. Okay. You're having trouble with this, right? Let's go through this one more time. We're going to change the name of the planet from Devourin to Eats You. It's now the planet Eats You. By the way, my name is Chewed, as in previously been Chewed. Is it coming together for you yet at all? (laughs) Come on. Get your (laughs) shit together. And finally, he just has to be like, look, the planet is eating you, okay? The planet itself eats you. Fucking Christ. Get your shit together. Do you have some sort of burrowing rancor? That's a monster everyone's heard of, right? Ah, yes, the great burrowing rancors. I saw 13 <laughs> burrowing rancors, each one burrowing larger than the last. <laughs> well, I've seen 14 rancors attempting to burrow through a larger one. I saw 15 flying rancors as they burrowed through the sky. A lot of dirt in the sky that day. Ah, sky dirt. <laughs> no, 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 stop talking. The answer isn't sky dirt. <laughs> uh, the planet's just eating people. That's that's what's going on. Uh, oh, I noticed, says Enzine, more or less, you've got one of the amulets. That means you've been in the laboratory, haven't you? Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the fact that 
it takes Tash till now to figure this out. Like she's freaked out as soon as Chute is like, "Hey, it's the it's the planet, the planet eats you," and she's like, oh, "It all makes sense now." And I'm like, "Now? Come on." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no wonder I like, always felt like I was being watched because the planet watches me. Yeah, and and uh, so she starts asking him questions about how it all works, and for a little bit he's willing to answer. So she's like, "Well, wait, what's going? On? How come it doesn't eat you? We're parasites who live on the planet. We have an arrangement with it. We bring it food, and it eats the food. Well, then, what do you eat?" And well, that's uh, Smata asking what they eat, because then they demonstrate by slurping that dirt again. Hell yeah. And Smata at this point is like, yo, uh, how much is it going to take for you to not have the planet eat me and I leave? Like two million credits? <laughs> we talking two million? And uh, Yeah, he know, starts trying to buy his way out. She was just like, my dude, I would not offer you safe passage if I could. It's not like we are in charge of the planet. We're just hanging out, and it doesn't eat us because we're useful. It's going to eat what it going to eat, man. Yeah, yeah. so he's like, well, how about this? I'll give you these two children. <laughs> I, love <laughs> that, I, love. I love that Zach gets indignant about that. Hey! Hey! What the fuck, man? Oh, shut up. You were in a cage a minute ago. You knew what this was. Also... How is that a bargaining chip when they are already on the ground? You're like, oh, I'll let the planet eat these two children. The planet is already capable of eating these two children. Please provide <laughs> something else. <laughs> I'll give you two million credits and passage off the planet. I don't want to leave the planet. I eat the planet. The planet eats you. It's uh, fucking great. Everything's it's, great for me it's already. It's the fucking circle of life. Let's uh, chop, chop, get on the ground. How could you do this, says says Tash. And he's like, ha-ha, we live to serve, get it? Ah. Did, did you get when we said that before? It was because we served the, the planet. We live to serve you to the planet <laughs> devouring. The planet's devouring. <laughs> and she's just like, oh. Wait a minute. You lure people here to be eaten? <laughs> I just want one of the end scene to be like, yes, 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 we do. Oh, my God. How many times do we say this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, she I asks mean, a bunch of questions. The only other thing that we really get out of the two of them is that the plant, the, the ground quake was a trap that the planet set. Well, like, I do at least like that Tash has one decent question, which is just, Okay, so if the planet eats people, why didn't it just eat us when we got here? And, you know, at least Chute is like, oh, well, you know, that would be real stupid and wasteful. It can just eat you at its leisure, and then everyone doesn't leave. But, you know, yeah, you apparently and your the planet dumbass, <laughs> crazy Bebo friend started to figure it out. So, you know, planet had to eat everybody at once. Yeah, apparently the planet needs to eat one or two humans a day to keep its shit going. And all I can think, or human-sized things, and all I can think is, what kind of metabolism does this place have? Isn't it, you know, the size of a planet? Yeah, but, you know, I figure it's got a whole bunch of, like, plants and stuff, so it's got to get some energy from, you know, the sun. <laughs> um, oh, I guess you're right there. I mean, it is growing plants. Do you think those are part of the planet, or are they just, like barnacles on the surface of a whale 
Well, I mean, they're growing in the planet's dirt, so it's got to know it's there, and it can open up holes, so it's not like it couldn't just eat them. I assume it's there because then it makes the planet look nicer for the things that it wants to eat to show up. It's yeah. just sort of, it is it is the light from an angler fish. Yeah, the whole thing's just a trap. I mean, we even established that the Enzine's whole point on the planet is to make the planet desirable for people to land on. Oh, yeah, their whole thing is to be like, yeah, we are allowed to live here because when anything shows up, we're just like, hey, come on in. We got a nice uh, buffet for you. You can have some food and we'll feed you so much. And I don't know why we aren't just feeding that to the planet, but don't ask that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. So at this point, he's basically planning to come take that amulet away from Tash so that, you know, the planet can eat the two of them. Uh, and eventually, I guess the NZ are just going to push the HUD off his platform. Well, yeah. And, you know, at least DV tries to be a good protector. Like, he gets in the way, and the NZ just straight up grabs around his back and hits the off button. <laughs> yeah, he just collapses where he was. But that is still some some dynamite protecting from this modified protocol droid. So good on DV. Yeah, yeah. They uh they take the skim board, and amusingly enough, they don't take the necklace yet, just because he's like, huh, neat. I see you figured out something from what the creators did. Wait a minute. Someone made this planet? <laughs> uh, okay, so she's like, well, okay, but is the planet someone made or what's going on? Is it a created planet? And he's like, ha ha, you know what? I'm going to answer your question. I'm feeling saucy. So I tell you what, I'm going to let you find out first though. Let's get you up in a big old net. Yep. So they, they wrap up the three of them, including broken down DV in a big ass net. And then, uh, also put the hut in a different net. Yep, and I, I assume at this point the gank falls off the thing and gets eaten because we don't. There's supposed to be one gank that survived, but I well, did yeah, not hear gank, what happens with him. Essentially, the gank tries to run off, and he runs out into the trees, and then of course, like you know, thirty seconds later, you just hear him go, "Ah!" Yeah, exactly. He just he just gets killed and eaten right away, and then that's a chapter break. But we still have one last chapter, more or less, to get through real quick here. Nope. <laughs> We don't? Oh, okay. Did and it's I not the chapter break. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. It's not a chapter break. Uh, what we have instead is Chewed is like, hey, uh, just so you know, uh, there's nowhere to run. Now that I have your necklace, uh, you'd get eaten. So be nice. Stay in your little fucking uh, net. And he's like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you to the heart of devouring. Yeah, yeah, he's going to take him to see. And then he pretty much gives them the same, he gives them the same speech that, like, uh, they get from Jabba about the Sarlacc pit. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, here's the thing. Everyone who gets eaten on the surface of the planet dies pretty clean and quick, but you are going to be slowly digested over a very long time. You will be eaten very slowly. Eaten... Alive? Mm? Mm? 
eaten alive? Do you get it? Name of the book? Get it? (laughs) Yeah, so... Now we cut to... That's it. Basically... No, 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 there's more. They, 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 before the chapter ends, they're all tied and hanging from, like, posts in a village. Nah, dude. <laughs> oh, shit, did I read ahead? I don't think you I read, read ahead. You read ahead, my dude. That is no, the end man, of I... chapter 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could have sworn that that was, uh, there was the point. Well, yeah, I think I just mistook the Hut's bravado for the part where he's already tied to a pole. Because he's yelling at them. He's like, bloodworms, bantha fodder, I will kill you. I don't understand why they're putting Smata in the net. Like, what do you care, right? Yeah, I get that. Chute is like, ooh, you, uh, you've been a thorn in my side, and I'm gonna take special glee in taking you to the heart of the planet, where you'll get all fucked up and eaten slowly while it, I don't know, dissolves your feet or something. Because I'm into that. But who gives a shit about the hut? Just fucking put the hut on the ground. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're just keeping him around because the planet already ate a whole village today. So they're just like, all right, well, to keep the the planet from eating us tomorrow, we're going to need to keep a, a, a hut around. And that ought to keep it, you know, full for a few days. Oh, yeah. I mean, a hut's got a lot. There's there's a there's a hefty that's amount a, of meat on there. Yeah, that's a good meaty hut is what that is. So okay, that's pretty much the end of the chapter. Then we are, we are now with the with the kids trapped and Hul missing and DV turned off. Boy, everything sure does look dark for our heroes. Yes, indeed. I can't wait to find out what the secret of Devourin is when they go to the heart of Devourin. The planet is Devourin. <laughs> And uh, that's where we're going to leave off for the week. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen next, John. What do you think? Well, I figure my, my initial thought and die. was, yes, they get eaten by the planet and die. And that's the end of this series. We pick up with an unrelated brother and sister named Zach and Tash for book two of the series. Every book kills a kid named Zach and his sister Tash. Yep. Every single book of the Galaxy of Fear series is a different brother-sister Zack and Tash combo, and also, they always ev- die. Everyone else is also there every time. They just resh- It's like American Horror Story. They just reshuffle the elements, but you know that kid that plays Quicksilver is always going to fucking be there. <laughs> I mean, I assume what has happened is... I assume Hool is currently shapeshifted to be an Enzine, so that he doesn't get et. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. That's what I assume. Because mm-hmm. there's, I mean, I know he can't be dead. And the only way he isn't is if he already knew what was going on and like stuck to the trees or if he looks like an enzyme. I think he might also be hidden in the underground part of the world. Like he, he knew what Devourin was in the first place. And his whole goal was to come here and find the underground laboratory. And he may have some connection to it. I mean, I think he was tr- probably sent to find it. I assume that was like his Rebel Alliance mission was to go find the laboratory here. Yeah, I guess you're right. It wouldn't make sense if he knew what Devourin was, because he would have been like, kids, stay on the fucking ship. <laughs> yeah, don't touch dirt. <laughs> the dirt is lava, okay? The dirt is hot lava. <laughs> the dirt Ironically, is lava. The, 
Or ironically, the lava on the planet is dirt. Weirdly enough. Go nuts. All right, everybody. It's going to be a shorter episode, but that's just because these chapters were a blast to read through. But don't you fret, because if you stick around and you're a $2 or higher Patreon subscriber, you'll get bonus content that'll fill in the difference. Yeah, that's right. We're going to fill in that hole that needs filling with our own special brand of bonus content. We call it goof juice. <laughs> We're going to fill up that hole with goof juice. God damn it. Well, there's the epi- there's the uh, name of the next episode. <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash system mastery at the $2 level, and you'll get bonus Star Wars content. We go to Wikipedia, we find dumb stories about the history of Star Wars, we come back, we tell them to each other and to you, and it's always very fun. Always. It is never not fun. So there's four of those a month in a regular month, and here's the thing. There's also two other episodes you're getting at the $2 level. You're getting six episodes for two bucks per system mastery. It's like four bucks a month, six bonus episodes. What a deal. It's a super big deal. And you help us. You make it so that we can keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, ultimately, I should probably warn you that if you do live in a, in a part of the world that has sales tax, uh, that was turned on as of today. Yes, so. as was I. John was turned on today. As of today, and from now onwards, I am turned on. He finally found what cranks his crank, and it's hearing about a droid getting beat up. And and shit on. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, they've added sales. uh, I think they lost a lawsuit or something, and now they have to charge sales tax. I assume it was some European union thing because almost every time they have to do a sweeping change it's because of that actually fun news on that front this is almost entirely an american change they were already charging vat taxes on patreon subscribers in europe and australia oh yeah so this is this is mostly an american and other countries thing uh however we were able to divvy up the rewards that we give out to people uh, and so, wouldn't you know it, we actually place an extremely high priority on your access to our Discord and the special bonus rooms you get by joining at various levels, uh, which, coincidentally, not taxable. Hey! <laughs> so, don't worry, you won't get taxed too much. I just wanted to let, once again remind people that was happening because, I don't know, the people at Patreon keep telling me to. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't want to be like, I'm giving... You know, two dollars, and look down and say, "Like, why does it say two seventeen? I've been had." Yeah. So if you see that happening, it's not us. It's your local government stealing money from you to fix the roads and put kids in schools or whatever. I don't know. I mean, but, mostly uh, not, which it should be, but it isn't. Of hey. course, no. Hey, yeah. did you know that all cops are bastards? <laughs> Yes, John, I did know that all cops are bastards. I also knew that black lives matter. Good. I'm glad we established that. I think we need to say that on every one of our shows, at least, like, not every episode of every show, but on every type of show that we make, at least once. At least So once. that everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> everyone can know that we are on board. Yeah, we are on board. Uh, and mostly staying out of the way, but we are on board. Uh, all right. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and for continuing your support if you are supporting us and for considering your support if you're not. That's what I meant to say. And until <laughs> such time as I get my shit together, I've been Elan Sleesbachiano. And the planet is devouring. <laughs>